Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal, where we've got a football match to talk about for the first time in a long time. Obviously, there was that Nuremberg friendly, I know, but this one felt a little bit more competitive. It feels like it's getting a little bit more serious ahead of the new season. Arsenal kicking off their USA tour last night against the MLL All-Stars, and they kicked it off in some style as well. 5-0 victory against the best the MLS has to offer. Uh, that was a, actually a new, well, it was setting, equaling a record, sorry, of the highest goals ever scored by an international team against the MLS All-Stars. So a perfect way to kick off the US tour. Obviously going to be two more difficult tests to come in the face of Manchester United and Barcelona over the next week or so. But this was a very good start to the US tour in a packed out stadium at Audi Field in Washington, Full of Arsenal fans, atmosphere sounded great and uh, some really, really good goals as well. So all in all, it was a very uh, nice start to proceedings for Arsenal. Tuning up at halftime, Gabriel Jesus and Leandro Trossard with two absolute beauties in the first half. Really, really good goals. And um, and yeah, three more after the break. Jorginho with a penalty. Gabriel Martinelli from a brilliant Martin Odegaard pass and uh, Kai Havertz as well scoring his first goal for the club, albeit in a friendly, so it doesn't count. But it was a really nice finish for him and good to silence a few idiots, to be fair, who had been getting on his back. Mainly not Arsenal fans, they're actually from fans from other clubs because he didn't manage to score a goal in one of the skills challenge games <laughs> the night before. And uh, as usual, social media being what it is, Twitter being what it is, he started getting a fair bit of flack for it but he answered it with a really really good goal last night so there's a team if you're watching this on YouTube you can see it in front of you right now Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivior, uh, Jorginho, Trossard, Vieira, Saka, Nketiah and Jesus that was the starting 11 for Arsenal and you saw there was lots of changes in the second half Carl Hine came in goal uh, uh, Austin Trusty came on Timber made his debut Tommy Asu, Tierney, Rice uh, Martinelli, Marquinhos, Havertz, Odegaard, Balogun all coming off in the second half. Three 
subs that weren't used were Runison Holding and Cozier Dubry. Um, so yeah, really good, really good showing for Arsenal. Gave the fans in the stadium, which yeah, that was just full of Arsenal fans. Shows how big the support is. A real treat. The first two goals from Jesus and um, and Trossard, both set up from by Bukayo Saka, who was named MVP after the game for Man of the Match. Um, really, really good goals. Jesus's chip was absolutely exquisite, and Trossard's strike as well. Uh, really, really good from outside the area, drilling one in. Um, so unlucky he didn't score at least sort of three or four of those goals in the second half of last season. He kept hitting the woodwork with those type of shots for Arsenal. I remember he did it in that game against Southampton in the last minute, wasn't it? When it was Arsenal come back to 3-3 and he was so close to, so close to winning it in that game. He had the post again, I think, against Chelsea. He had his goal ruled out against Leicester with a similar sort of strike. Really unlucky not to get a fair few goals last season. I think he, I think he'll score plenty for Arsenal this season, and that was a really, really nice strike. Both times they kicked the goals came from Saka getting away down the right. Jesus, um, Jesus's goal came from a really wicked pass by Jorginho um, for Saka to run onto, and um, yeah, really impressive goals. And then Jorginho scored a penalty. I think Arsenal got a penalty within 15 seconds of the second half starting for handball. Jorginho taking it and scoring it like he always does with that hop, skip, and a jump. Um, Martinelli from, like I said, brilliant pass from Odegaard to send him away and really lovely composed finish from Martinelli and then Havertz scoring the fifth goal late on from a Marquinhos cross. He took it down on his chest and thumped in a left-footed half volley uh, to make it 5-0 and wrap up what was a really, really good evening for Arsenal. The debutants all came on in that second half. Timber, Rice, uh, Havertz, of course. Um, and they all impressed, which was good to see. Mikel Arteta speaking after the game. He said it was a great occasion and a great atmosphere. It was great to see so many Arsenal supporters filling the stadium. We had some great moments in the game and some moments, especially in the first half, that weren't great, but we're still very early in pre-season, and it was great to see some debuts with Durian, Austin and Declan, obviously, and I was really pleased in the end with the result. Um. A bit more here from Mikel Arteta, which I thought was some quite interesting comments from him. He talked about Timber, who came on. Timber made a big, big impact when he came on. Um, if you haven't seen him yet, have a look on Twitter. You'll find some good sort of compliment, compilation videos of what Timber did. And he was all over the pitch. You know, he's popping up on the left-hand side. He was on the right. He was at right back. He was in central areas. Just absolutely everywhere. Looked really, really composed on the ball. And that's what Mikel said about him. He said, I think you've seen tonight that he's a really versatile player. He gives you the capacity to invert, to occupy different spaces. He's so comfortable in the ball in that phase. And he's also got this aggression in the jewels and that dyna dynamism that I really like about him. You saw from the first action... He went and won the ball straight away on that duel and he was ready to go. He's been like that in the last few days. He's playing really well with the team and I think he's going to be really important player for us. So, yeah, really promising sort of first glimpse of Yuri and Timber in that game against the All-Stars. And Kai Havertz as well and being able to adapt to play in different positions. Mikel said, I said, yeah, he said, I think, again, it's one of the main qualities he has. He gives us something very different with his quality and his size as well. When you have to beat the press, for example, and use him as a target man, so we will see for now. He's playing in the attacking midfield position, but I'm sure throughout the season and throughout games as well, we're going to have the options to play him in different positions. And that's what Kai Havertz does, I think. And it's something that Arsenal needed in that second half last season. We saw how much success Manchester City had. When Pep basically changed his system 
over the, for that for that running. He went direct. He cut out the press, a lot of the press. He certainly did it in the match against Arsenal. It was just get the ball up to Haaland, let him win it with his back to goal and get the runners going behind him. And that was an option Arsenal didn't really have. It was all very predictable. You kind of knew how Arsenal were going to play. Most of the times it worked because Arsenal was just very, very good last season. But when it didn't, there wasn't that option to change things up, to make things a little bit unpredictable. And um, and I think Arsenal kind of paid the price for that a little bit. And the addition of Havertz will certainly give them that other option going forward. If you're not going to play him in that left eight role, if you think we need someone higher up to hold the ball up in that number nine position, that you can put Havertz there and then you can get everyone playing off him. And I think that'll be a real big benefit to Arsenal this season. And um, when Mikel was asked, you know, whether there'll be more variety from his team this season. This is what he said. He said, we have to see, but the idea is to be more unpredictable every year and be more difficult for the opponents to stop and nullify what we want to do. That's what we have now, especially at the back in the midfield options we have to open up the spaces. We have many more options than we did last year. And I think that's been such a crucial part of Arsenal's transfer business this summer. And I've touched on it before. I just think that all of the three players that they've brought in has just made them so much more unpredictable because they all give them so many, give Mikel so many different options than he had last year. You've got Timber, who, if you want to play him as a right back, you can get that inverted right back role, something that Arsenal didn't really have last season because Ben White obviously was it's a, basically plays like a proper fullback. He's on the overlap, did it very, very well. But Timber gives you another option. If you don't want to play that, Ben White kind of fullback. You can bring in Timber. means you can overload in midfield. You can really probably wrestle control of a game a lot and dominate position, possession a lot more than previously. Declan Rice absolutely gives you so many more options because you can play him as a number six if you want, or you can play party as a number six and play Declan Rice as one of the number eights. And again, then you can really sort of dominate, I would say, in the midfield areas, especially in those away games that I've touched on in recent videos. I think that'd be a really important ingredient. And then if you play... Uh, Kai Havertz says that eight. I think that just gives you a lot more unpredictability as well because of what Mikel touched on in those comments there. He's such a versatile player and he can offer so much more. He's very good technically, but he's also very good in the air and he can give you give you that aerial threat that just makes Arsenal just a slightly different animal, I would say, going forward. And I think that's been such a crucial part of the summer business this summer is just making the team more unpredictable. You know, Mikel would have sat down, he would have studied everything over what went wrong in those last couple of months of the season, where the team fell short in that running. And there's no doubt in my mind, looking at the transfer business that they have done, you know, the the key areas that they wanted to try and improve. And I think we're seeing that with the with the additions. And yeah, Mikel clearly very, very happy and he quite rightly was very, very happy because that was a very good performance and a good outing from his side. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Yeah, there was one little drawback. Leandro Trossard went off injured. Um, fingers crossed, it's nothing too serious. It looks like a sort of clash of knees, maybe extended his knee a little bit. Um, it's the second game in a row he's had to go off, actually. He had to do it against Nuremberg as well. So he's been a little bit unlucky so far in preseason, Leandro Trossard. Fingers crossed, it's all right. He did, you know, he didn't have to get stretched off or anything like that. He managed to walk off, which sometimes is a good sign, not always. I think we all remember that Tommy Asu walked off against Sporting in Lisbon, Saliba walked off against Sporting. And, uh, and we never saw them again in the season. Fingers crossed this isn't going to be like that. Mikel was asked about it after the game. He said he got a knock. And obviously, we didn't want to take any risks at this stage. He had some pain. and We will see tomorrow. But I don't expect it to be anything big. Fingers crossed that is the case. Because, um, as I said, I thought Trossard, his goal, I think he's got a big, big part to play this season. A lot of people are looking at Arsenal when they're looking at the players who could make an impact. And a lot seem to be sort of glossing over Trossard I think but he was so important in the second half of the season he made such a huge impact and I still think he's got the ability to add a lot more goals to his game as I said earlier I thought it was very unlucky that he didn't end up with five or six goals last season for Arsenal after making that move in January he quite easily could have had if he had a little bit more luck in front of goal and um, you know he's got the ability to score 10-15 goals next season no doubt about it for me so fingers crossed that there is nothing too serious about that injury and we will see him again during the remainder of the tour. Okay, let's move on to some of your questions and comments now, shall we? Um, this is one from Brian, which I thought I had to bring up because obviously yesterday I was talking to James Benjamin yesterday's episode, like, do we stay up for the game or not? I was like, I'm saying I can. I have two young kids, I'm going to be up at 5.30, which I was. My son storming into our bedroom at 5.30 to drag me downstairs. Um, and yeah, so we were talking about that. And then, yeah, this is one from Brian. says, spare a thought. I tell you what, I had to look up Antipodian. It's probably the completely wrong pronunciation. I had to look up that word. I didn't realise it meant people from the sort of New Zealand, Australia uh, type region um, who either sit up or wake up in the early hours of the morning many times throughout the perennial season. I'd love to do it only once a year. I'm sure you would. And I have full respect for you. Don't you worry about that, Brian. I lived in Australia for a year and I did it throughout the year, getting up to watch Arsenal games or basically staying up drinking in the bars of King's Cross in Sydney until the Arsenal game kicked off at about three in the morning each uh, each weekend. And yeah, I know it was very, very difficult and I have full respect for you guys for doing it. Uh, so yeah, well done for that. Here's one from uh, Bogut494695. says, remember Andy Cole, we kept Kevin Campbell and we sold Cole, who became the league's best scorer. Now, this is no doubt in reference to Fuller and Balogun, which was a big topic in that discussion I had with James Benj of CBS yesterday in terms of what you do with Flo Balogun. It's always a big topic of discussion. He came on in the second half yesterday. Flo, uh, he gave an interview to Apple TV after the game when he was asked again about his future. This is what he had to say. He said, my aim is to build on last season. I was away on loan. I wanted to make an impact and show people I can play at the level, and I felt like I did that. Me coming back here, I just want to earn my stripes, stripes and build on what I did last season. I'm just here in pre-season, just enjoying it. I try and, and not look into the future. I let my agent and my family handle those sorts of things. For sure, I'm happy being here. I'm just enjoying every minute. I'm just looking forward to the future. So that's what uh, Fuller and Balligan had to say Um about his future after last night's game. And I get your point there, but I don't think everyone's necessarily Andy Cole. And, you know, I think, again, going all the way back to that era with George Graham, when they decided to sell Ashley, Andy Cole to Bristol City, it was at that point, you know, Arsenal had it, Alan Smith 
as a number nine that season um, around then. He'd won the Golden Boot twice when Arsenal won the league in 89, 91. He had Kevin Campbell, who you mentioned there, who was coming through, who was an absolute superstar as a young player for Arsenal. Did so much, scored so many goals for the youth team, like Andy Cole did, but also tra- transferred that onto the first team pitch as well and played a really key part in Arsenal winning the title in 1991. And the Cup Winners' Cup later on, the, the to FA, the FA Cup and the League Cup win in 93. So it's not like Kevin Campbell did badly for Arsenal. He did very, very well and had a lot of success. And so did Alan Smith. So sometimes you have to move players on, young players on, because you just don't think they're going to get an opportunity. And that's what George Grant did with Andy Cole. He went on to have a fantastic career. But I don't necessarily look at that and think it was a mistake by Arsenal to sell Andy Cole at that point as a young player, because it just wasn't a very clear pathway for him. And, you know, they did had it. Arsenal went on and were very successful as well without Andy Cohen. So if they choose to sell Fallen Balogun, he goes on to be a superstar. So be it. Um, Sometimes you just have to take these chances. You just never really know how things are going to go. Okay, right. Here's another one who seemed to who's talking about uh, Balogun. It was Dwayne. He says people seem to be very unrealistic expectations, re a Balogun deal. If the club can get a big fee this summer, they're not going to get a sell on as well. If you get a big fee, the buyback will be similar. Similarly, will be huge. Very possibly not worth activating. Well, this is kind of what I was talking about yesterday, Dwayne. In in that when I was talking about Arsenal potentially protecting themselves by getting a ba- buyback clause, I think that comes into that's more of a factor if Arsenal sell to Inter Milan and have to accept a lower fee than they ideally want. I think if Arsenal sell Balogun to a Premier League club, I think getting a buyback clause will be very, very difficult because they would expect a much bigger fee, much, much closer to the £50 million that they're after. And then it'll be much harder to potentially negotiate a decent buyback clause included on that. But I think if you're selling to Inter Milan, who I don't think will be able to get in and around the 50 million mark that Arsenal won, I think it might be closer to the sort of 35 million pound mark or something like that. I think that is when you're in a much stronger position to try and get a decent buyback clause included in any deal with Balogun. Sometimes you have to reach compromise and that sort of thing. And if Arsenal would look at that, then maybe that's when they can get a buyback clause. But I do agree with you that uh, if you're selling, say, to a Premier League club, then it's probably going to be a lot, lot harder to negotiate that type of deal. But we shall wait and see. Follow Balogun still very much an Arsenal player at the moment. Obviously, over in the US, he's got two more games to impress over there before coming back for the Emirates Cup and then the Community Shield. And I'm sure his future is going to be sorted pretty, you know, pretty soon after they uh, they return because I probably don't want it to drag on too much longer and want it, want it sorted out one way or the other. And I think he probably wants it sorted out one way or the other as well, so he can sort of settle down and get ready for the new season. Okay, here's one I just wanted to answer from Crazy Tactics Dave, who said, Revolution, your book has a narrator, Gavin Osborne. What is the process of choosing a voice? How does it work? P.S. would have been happy with your voice. Yeah, a lot of you have said, I, I wish you were reading your book for the audio version, Charles, um, which I, I like that you think that. But I mean, look, you listen to me all the time here, bumbling over my words, falling over my words. <laughs> I think it, trying to read that book professionally it would have taken forever and I just not confident in myself to have done it very well. And, um, you know, Gavin is a professional. We chose him. We had a, we had a, a list of people to sort of pick through to listen to and then went with a choice. And Gavin's, you know, he's done it previously with other books. He's a professional. I'm not. And that was why I decided to choose him. So that was the process. Um, crazy tactics, Dave. I had sort of a list of people that the publishers have worked with before that they sent over. I could listen to them. I could make my choice. And I thought Gavin was good. 
it sounded very professional, very clear. He's going to make it very easy to understand. And that's why I went with him. And yeah, why I decided not to go myself, because I just don't think I would have been very clear. <laughs> I think it would have been a pretty stressful process to go through. And having written the book, I wanted to make sure it sounded good in an audio version. And I just think having a professional like Gavin doing it would have made sure it sounded uh, a lot better than when uh, if I did it. But thank you very much. Remember, please do remember you can pre-order the book now. I'll leave the link again in the comments section below. It's available on Amazon. You can get it from WH Smith on pre-order as well and other retailers. Um, and the book comes out on August 31st, so we're not far away now. And there will be some launch events going on. So if you're in and around London on the 31st of August, the day the book comes out, please try and keep that evening free and you want to come down and be part of a big event launching the book having them signed and things like that there will be details of an event coming soon so please do pencil that into your diary if you're around london and you want to get involved in that book launch of revolution the 31st of august in the evening uh, in and around the north london area pretty close to the stadium let's put it that way but thank you very much for joining me everyone anything you agree with disagree with please do let me know in the comments below if you're watching this on youtube and i'll try and get some of you involved in tomorrow's episode until then have a very good day everyone i'll speak to you soon